The following Future Conceive podcast is sponsored by the Virtual Education Committee of the Society for the Study of Reproduction, with the mission to develop virtual programs that will aid in the education, highlighting the careers of society members, bringing technology updates, and the latest scientific advancements in reproductive biology. Thank you for listening. Welcome to this episode of The Future Conceived, the podcast of the Society for the Study of Reproduction, SSR. My name is Barbara Nicole. I am a staff scientist in the National Institute of Environmental Health Sciences. And along with me is Kamaya Bridges. Hello, Kamaya. Hello, my name is Kamaya Bridges, and I'm a post-baccalaureate researcher at the National Institute of Environmental Health Sciences. And I work alongside Barbara. And today we are meeting with the recipient of the 2021 Janice Barr Junior Scientist Travel Award, Dr. Jinju Chang. Welcome, Hello. Dr. Chang. Hi, I'm Jinju Chang, Associate Professor uh, in the Department of Cellular and uh, Molecular Physiology uh, at Yale School of Medicine. Congratulations on winning this award. Uh, thank you very much. I, I'm very honored. So the Janice Barr Junior Scientist Travel Award is a self-nominated award, and it was established in 2017 to recognize a regular member of the society, an active assistant professor, or a position of similar rank on the tenure track. So Dr. Chang, uh, you are an associate professor in the Department of Cellular and Molecular Physiology at Yale School of Medicine. And you are the principal investigator of the Ion Channels and Reproductive Physiology Lab. And I'm sure students and postdocs listening to us would love to hear about your professional journey that led you to where you are now. Yeah, sure. So it seems like by saying associate professor, I feel like uh, already not eligible for the award. And it's uh, because I was originally the recipient of a 2020 when the meeting was canceled and then you know, recently got promoted, so no, title change it. <laughs> oh, congratulations, congratulations to you. Yeah, so my uh, background is uh, kind of a little bit diverse. So I was born in uh, Boston, US, but grew up, uh, you know, in South Seoul, South Korea. And I had my uh, bachelor's degree in science on molecular biology. Then my master's in neuroendocrinology, actually working on uh, the effect of a retinoid acid on gonadotropin-releasing hormones, uh, gene expression. Then, uh, so it was kind of related to reproduction yes, uh, in yes, the beginning. Uh, and then I got very fascinated by uh, membrane receptors and ion channel when I got my like a first real job as a uh, research assistant in Dr. Uh, Peter Agris, actually the one of the Nobel laureate uh, on the Acaporin discovery the water channel uh, back in Johns Hopkins. So that uh, interest uh, continued. So I joined Dr. Minley's uh, lab uh, 
uh, as a PhD students in Johns Hopkins and worked on um, a potassium channel in neuronal cells. So then basically I got trained for my uh, PhD for neuroscience and ion channel biochemist. So uh, it sounds like a quite far from what, uh, what most of us doing in the reproduction. But then when I joined uh, Dr. David Kleppam's lab at Harvard Medical School, without realizing you know, that much uh, that I'm going back to reproductive field, uh, I chose to work on this amazing uh, sperm calcium channel Casper. So I made a quite a detour, uh, but it seems like uh, destined to be a sperm physiologist or you know, reproductive biologist. <laughs> I think a lot of people have very uh, different kind of journey like this <laughs> and end up in reproduction. <laughs> yeah, so it's funny that it led you back to reproduction, but Dr. Chung, your lab now seeks to understand the complex process of regulating mammalian sperm motility and fertilizing capacity. Um, right. Could you tell us a little bit more about your research? Uh, yes. So since I uh, started my independent career at Yale in September 2015, I uh, kind of uh, extended and continued uh, on my postdoctoral work, which I, uh, you know, worked on cal uh, the molecular like organization of a Casper uh, channel complex, but expanded to more on the signaling uh, pathway and also spatial organization, uh, what it uh, actually means uh, in regulating sperm motility and male fertility. So one of the major research program uh, was looking for uh, how those signaling uh, and actually the channel integrity itself has any uh, impact on the sperm uh, lifetime and also sperm uh, different sperm population, which kind of naturally generated during capacitation process along the female reproductive tract. So, you know, since its discovery uh, of the channel, the first gene of the channel, which is 20 years ago, uh, and then I have been a significant part of this history for the latter uh, 15 years. So then I'm happy that more and more people are now connecting their previous research uh, to the Casper uh, mediated calcium signaling and also you know, how significant uh, this simple but complex uh, channel can have a meaning uh, in the sperm uh, signaling and capacitation. Wow, I'm sure this will be a really popular topic at SSR. Can we look forward to seeing, um, hearing about some of this research being presented at the upcoming SSR meeting? Uh, yes, one of my uh, senior postdoctoral fellow, uh, Jae-yeon Huang, has a poster presentation reporting uh, the newer member of uh, uh, you know, channel subunits, which we named Casper uh, Tao, which is, uh, uh, is under revision, so still unpublished. So I think it's going to be a good, uh, you know, good time to present to the field. Great. I'm looking forward to hearing more about that. Very exciting. So as you know, there is one of the biggest challenge in reproductive research is to find efficient male contraceptive. So do you think uh, your research on sperm ion channel could be a really target of interest in this research of uh, uh, male contraceptive? Uh, yes, so now into sixth and seventh year of my uh, independent career, and of course, 
the reproduction and fertilization, we have uh, two extreme ends of uh, uh, implication in a biomedicine. One is contraception and one is the infertility, like a treatment or cure. So definitely uh, Casper channel and also uh, a few other uh, sperm ion channel and membrane receptors where uh, genetic uh, mouse model or human genes uh, were identified to uh, give a complete uh, infertility is a prime target uh, for the contraceptive uh, development. And while it's uh, a little bit uh, preliminary or newer uh, line of uh, my research in the lab, definitely uh, we are interested in, uh, you know, looking, using, uh, targeting this channel to develop uh, small molecule, for example, small molecule uh, male contraceptive. Yeah, very exciting. I'm looking forward to the future of this research. Sure. So, as I mentioned, you are the recipient of the 2021 Janice Barr Junior Scientist Travel Award. So mm -hmm. what does it mean for you to receive this award and coming to SSR? Yeah, so coming from a little bit like a, outskirts of, of the field, you know, meaning not directly trained in a, like a famous lineages of a <laughs> reproductive uh, scientist. Uh, I, I feel very honored and grateful that because it's a, it's a, like a token of a, a recognition and acceptance to feel. So, you know, and also I feel, I, I, I feel very proud that my work, uh, it, may, it could also mean that my work could have contributed to the field to move forward in a, in a more, more, more diverse and in a meaningful uh, direction. So I'm very happy. What made you join the Society for Study of Reproduction? Um, and is there anyone that helped lead you here? Oh, yes, definitely. There is uh, several people I have to mention. So probably many science, many uh, students and postdoc, uh, because it is their goal is kind of a much uh, narrow win windowed just as I had uh, like that before because for PhD students, you your you know, ultimate goal is getting degree <laughs> and a postdoc, it is a transition. It's not like a permanent job. It is a transition training period. So either uh, you wanna obtain your experience to get a position in a, a pharmaceutical company, or it is a transitioning step to earn your own independence. So you only, you kind of tend to think only about your project, but sometimes you forget what's the bigger, like a biological meaning of what you are doing. So while I was working on Casper Channel, my thoughts was still limited and I was pretty much thinking I'm working on an ion channel and ion channel signaling without thinking too much like how it means in sperm biology or bigger uh, like a meaning in the uh, under the wing of a fertilization or even whole mammalian reproduction. So but then obviously field uh, notice something interesting is coming out uh, from uh, a little bit out, outside of the world, not immediate uh, reproductive field. So when I'm uh, wrapping up my postdoctoral work and have uh, have my uh, uh, like a major uh, manuscript submitted, uh, and then in press, uh, I got the invitation actually from 
two uh, major like uh, conferences in the field, both Gordon uh, Research Conference and SSR. And at, if I my if my memory is correct, that time the chairs uh, of the SSR was co-chaired by Janice Evans and Janice Bailey. So, and now I'm recipient of a Janice Bar <laughs> Trevor Award. So it seems like all my karma with the reproduction coming from the names with a Janice is <laughs> a nice name. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that simple, like a uh, uh, out of blue invitation, kind invitation of uh, uh, Janice and Janice uh, to speak uh, at the SSR meeting, which was held at the Montreal, uh, the Quebec, uh, Montreal uh, was my first attendance uh, of SSR. And since then, I think uh, I've attended almost all since 2000, like a 13 meeting. I, probably I missed only one, yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. So you've been having multiple experience at SSR. You had the experience also from a student to a mentor as well? Uh, so I think I attend, I participated uh, one time as a like a roundtable mentor-mentee luncheon and also I'm doing the same thing uh, for this year. So, you know, I'll be one of the mentor uh, in the mentor-mentee uh, luncheon uh, on, on Saturday. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That, that's one of the best things for trainees. I think this mental lunch is, is really uh, opening uh, the trainees to a lot of uh, different uh, background from, from the, the person that they meet at the table. Mm -hmm. So what was the most important advice you received from a mentor uh, or that you give yourself to your trainee that you mentor? Yeah, so I think... This is from, I think, uh, David Clapham, my postdoctoral, um, like a mentor. He's a great person and great scientist and with a very, like a low-key, down-to-earth and numerous, uh, like, a, you know, vibe. So, and, but at the, but myself is kind of, I have a, a little bit of a, you know, up and down when I'm, sometimes I get super excited, but then, when things doesn't work, you know, I get frustrated. So, you know, but he had to be this very like a calm tones all the time. And then like Jinju, just keep calm and carry on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then he had a signal in his office, like a, with a big clown, uh, like a smiling but staring at you like and then he wrote underneath of that clown like a no bozo <laughs> <laughs> work finish publish so i you know kind of kind of uh, have that clown in my mind when i wanna like a uh, don't want to go back or have an urge like oh this doesn't work i don't want to do it then okay keep calm Carry on, no bozos. <laughs> it didn't give you nightmares, the clown. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, so I think Kamaya is the same for the, you know, the first experience, don't experience in the lab to realize that and you have to right. do the experiment until it works. <laughs> yeah, but, science is trial and error. <laughs> especially uh, undergraduate students or like a first year graduate students, they usually have their first like a meltdown because before they have been, you know, most of them are, were always uh, like excellent model students. Like uh, that's how they transitioned from undergraduate to graduate school. 
and their uh, achievement was assessed mainly on reading, digesting, understanding, and getting tests, and then grade. So all the works were done in pretty much a short term. You get a like outcome on a very short term reward is given, but then the real bench work, you have to go through so many trial errors. So mm-hmm. most of the time, what you come across is rather failure than uh, success. So that feeling of uh, discovery or achievement is very rare. Then you had to go through all those uh you know, turbulence or <laughs> emotional turbulence. <laughs> so, you know, that's, uh, I think, uh, the di- different of uh, learning uh, from textbook versus lear- like uh, making a discovery by from your hands. So I think, yeah. So yeah, that's what I also probably have to tell uh, my students and postdoc like, uh, keep calm, <laughs> making the first knowledge in the world. Uh, discovery is not, you know, it's a different kind of a work from what you, you know, have learned before, you know. Are there any other words of wisdom that you would like to share with new scientists or anyone interested in joining the field of reproductive biology? I feel this field is very uh, friendly and welcoming. So you don't have to be reproductive fit biologists to, you know, attend SSR or, or, you know, to, to be a reproductive biologist, as long as you have some idea, or if you think this field is attractive. So, uh, you know, I want you to read broadly and actually having some outside knowledge or outsider being outsider and then coming into the field you know, eventually going to give you some uh, unique niche or uh, advantage because you have that connection to the world. Not all uh, people who has been always doing reproduction, you know, don't have a, you know, user connection. So, you know, don't be afraid. And if you come to the meeting for the first time and spot the scientists with a name tag, you only knew the name from reading papers, you know, don't be afraid, approach and talk to and engage. And I think this is a wonderful society with a, you know, very friendly, you know, people. And uh, I think just right size of the society, some uh, conferences and society, the size is so big and the students uh, or the newcomers are pretty much overwhelmed, but I think this, uh, is not the case. Yes, it's true. I remember my very first SSR and I was so impressed by, you know, seeing the face of all the many names that I have read the papers, all these PIs and these yeah. are just human and don't be uh, too impressed and don't uh, hesitate to uh, go, go to them and ask them questions. Right. So, you know, I read mostly Ion Channel in my you know, PhD and postdoc. Then on the latter part of my postdoc, uh, I started to read the reproduction sperm and capacitation. And then all the you know, new, newer names, scientists like uh, Susan Suarez, Pablo Viscontis. And when I first saw them in the conference, wow, <laughs> real people. <laughs> and then, but they were so down to earth and they're so nice when you actually you know, start to talk with them. So I think uh, it's, it's, it's really good to get to know the real people. Exactly. 
I'm very happy that finally we are getting uh, back to in-person meeting and then, you know, have some opportunity to, you know, uh, engage with a, not only virtually, but, you know, get to know. Uh, exactly. So this year, the SSR is back in person as per, after being fully virtual last year. So right. we are very excited about that. And exceptionally this year, it's taking place in December instead of the summertime. So right. Everyone, don't forget your warm coats instead of your favorite Hawaiian shirts <laughs> before heading to St. Louis. So mm -hmm. it's really wonderful when we can go back in person. Uh, and Dr. Chen, uh, what are your one of your favorite memories from attending this SSR conference? I'm not really a early bird person, so I think I only made one time. But we ha used to have, and I think we also have virtually this year, we used to have like a 5k marathon in the morning. And then I uh, joined one time uh, those marathon, like a running together with uh, other people uh, who are uh, joining the meeting. It was a wonderful experience. This will actually be my um, first SSR meeting. And then you touched on this earlier, but do you have any additional tips or advice for students um, that are attending this for the first time or any other meeting, I guess? Um... Right. So because SSR, SSR uh, touches upon uh, many different species, different animal models, the topics are diverse from like a female reproduction to male reproduction. Uh, so obviously there is gonna be a few sessions you feel very familiar and you've, uh, you really don't wanna miss, but even other sessions, it's uh, looked like a little bit distant from what you are currently doing. I think uh, those are actually the golden opportunity. You might get some very new and like a different idea you never really thought because you are immersed in your lab meeting, you are immersed in your department or division. So your normal like activity uh, could be pretty much uh, like a routine, but this is your chance you can broaden your horizon. So. I really like to encourage first timer to like uh, visit uh, and attend as many sessions, although which some of them could be too foreign or too far away from what you are doing. So, you know, get, expose yourself broadly. <laughs> yeah, thank you for the advice. I'm super excited about attending for my first time. So looking forward to see how this will be. Yeah, it'll be wonderful. Thank you so much, Dr. Chang, for sharing all these tips and your journey in reproductive biology with us today. And congratulations again on winning the 2021 Chinese Bar Junior Science Travel Award. And we are looking forward to hear more about your research in the future and in the close future at the coming SSR meeting. Sure. Thank you. Thank you, Kamaya, for participating to this interview. And thank you everyone for listening and we hope to see you all at the upcoming SSR meeting. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. This music is produced by Buck Hills and the Parade Pal.